So within your heart, you need to have this, uh, these um, wrath and this unfair heart toward the enemies that you have been fooled by the by Babylon. You did not. You were. It is not that you are uh, unsuccessful because you don't have anything from Babylon, but because you didn't live by God. But when I look at you guys, especially when I look at these parents, they are so soaked in Babylon that that these parents they cannot help themselves but to uh, struggle so hard to give something out of Babylon to their children. But instead, these parents must feel must struggle hard to um, inherit anything of the faith to to their children. They need to beat their heart, beat their uh, chest because they 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 cannot give enough faith to their children. This is a fearful thing, right? <laughs> I mean, is Babylon that good to you still? I mean, really, truly, honestly, I don't really want to stay in this world anymore. This defiled world, corrupted world. And when, if, if Jesus says that he will return right away, then, then I'm more than welcome to, to go, go in the first place to, to welcome him. It's not because this world is difficult to live in, but because it is so filthy and dirty. So dirty, right? <laughs> it made me throw up. So, so please repent deeply that you have been fooled by Babylon. Change all the DNAs of Cain. Then you will be able to see God's kingdom completely. And when you are living on this earth, there's nothing much that you, you need to do. And my, my, the goal of my life is not to make something out of the ministry. That's something that God should do. My only goal is to have deeper relationship with the Lord. When I have a deep relationship with Him and to be with Him for eternity, that's my only goal. doing some kind of ministry it's all because by his calling so I just let him do all the work I don't have to put my life for that ministry all I have to uh, do is to put my life to, to Jesus Christ so now we need to open our eyes we need to open our eyes and and see how dirty and defiled this Babylon is and now you should begin to reject to live by Babylon and you should not feel um, much easier to live in Babylon anymore what is enemy strategy it make you um, to feel more comfortable to live in Babylon they give you clothes they give you money they give you new things that's their strategy 
during COVID, um, because because the enemies made you unable to um, use all those systems, you feel you felt very uncomfortable, right? They are trying to make you very powerless in order to uh, conquer and rule over you. And in China, in China, in order to enter into a restaurant or something, you don't have to like show your cell phone to show your ID or something, or to to pay the bill. Only thing that you have to do is to show your face. And I went to a, a subway station to to get on a train, but even though I had a, a, a cash, I was not able to get on a train because I had to sh uh, have this face ID in order to to enter into a train. And even in the airport, only thing that you have to do is to show your face. You know, maybe one day I need to get a plastic surgery. It seems like the world is getting more comfortable and comfortable to live in. But men of God, people of God should feel it uncomfortable. We must feel it difficult. So that's why we are struggling to stay in His presence. Amen? Our goal is to live in this eternal kingdom for eternity. Not being able to enter into this eternal kingdom and even entering in there as a beggar, such a painful thing, right? Just like Matthew 18:22 or 22:18, there will be people who will be gnashing their teeth. <laughs> Those people, please um, make make many reservations or many appointments to to the dentist because you have to gnash your teeth. <laughs> it was a joke. You guys are not laughing at all. <laughs> it's a very high quality comedy. Okay, is everyone here? Then let's let's um, finish and conclude chapter three of Galatians today. Pastor Yoon, he came up with a good good idea, but <laughs> it's blowing my my Bible. But anyways, thank you, Pastor Yoon. Pastor Yoon and I are the only two who do not have the doctor's degree in my church. <laughs> uh, also, Pastor Jay. All the other pastors, they, they have a doctor's degree, but the senior pastor and these two pastors. But anyways, let's look at chapter 3 of Galatians. And yesterday we talked about the righteousness. And I'm emphasizing this again. I have never preached out of my theory. This is not my purpose, but, but all the apostles in the Bible, they are always talking about the reality of spiritual realm. Yeah, 
and by the apostles who were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Bible was written 2,000 years ago, right? And the Holy Spirit who has inspired those apostles is still working today among you. So they are trying, uh, Holy Spirit is trying to make the same reality within you. So God's word transcends over time and space. So the importance is to receive that by faith. So, so receiving the word of God is not an easy thing. You should you should consider it seriously. In in the Watergate revival, everyone was standing standing up from the morning until noon. Yearning and desire the word of God, crying. Because God's word was present, um, present among them. In early churches, there were lots of signs. Uh, uh, no, 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 never mind. There were lots of uh, ways of preaching during the early churches. One of them is kerygma, just reading the Bible itself. And today, today is the same. Uh, according to my experience, and as you receive the word by faith, that word will do lots of amazing works within your, your spirit, within your heart. In 34 years of my spirituality, I have many experiences like that. By one worship, the word can be um, characterized and be embodied in you. That's how you should actually receive God's word. It's not like just agreeing to your knowledge, agreeing to your um, logics. So, so the word that exists in you should meet the word that I'm proclaiming right now to make a spark so that it will unbind and loosen all the bindings in you. There should be something in you that should that is being revolutionized in you. For example, that your ill temper, your bad temper is getting disappeared immediately or something, something that has been polluted by Babylon is being disappeared right away. That's the power of, of the word. And that's what we have been experiencing until now, right? That must uh, happen today too. Those people who are ignorant will become wise because the wisdom is being present. That's how powerful and authoritative God's word is. At this last day, this nuclear reactor must be activated powerfully. We talked about gospel, revelation, righteousness, and grace, right? We need to talk about the Holy Spirit today, and we will talk about promise. And the rest, we will be talking about those during Chuseok Conference. So we've been talking about the righteousness yesterday, and and what Paul connected with righteousness is grace. And what opposed and what contrasted um, grace is the law. So Paul was keep talking, going back and forth from law and grace, law and grace. So, 
according to what kind of work are we going to live upon that's that's our importance will you live will you live through grace by work of God or are you going to live by work of the law if you live by work of the law it, it means that you are keep continuing to break down your life but instead keep receiving God's gift and through that gift you should live by the action of God action that has been inspired by God that's how you should uh, that's how you are building the kingdom of God in you that's how that's how you are keep raising your faith in you why because you are living by the work of God prayer is the same thing prayer should not be lifted up by your own power own strength or rather you should pray by his grace it might have the same image but it should it is completely different so do not set aside the grace that's a very dangerous thing and yesterday Paul said do not set aside the grace and if you set aside the grace it means that you are nullifying the, the crucifixion why because every grace uh, begun has begun by the cross God loved us so much that he even crushed his one and only beloved son on the cross but if you're trying to live by the law live by your selfishness it means that you are trying to make the cross as nothing but because you are unaware of this unaware of this that you are living by yourself it appears it applies to all your pastors too the church must be ruled by the grace but when pastors trying to rule the church by your strength it means that you are rejecting the cross it means that you are denying the cross such a fearful thing right but some of many of many pastors do not know about this and they don't consider it fearful neither and when they meet the Lord the Lord will question you um, where's cross in your life and sometimes during my day I think of these kind of things when I when I go before the Lord when I stand before the Lord how would I look how would I look like how would my church members would look like when they go before the Lord I mean I cannot help myself thinking about that because my conclusion is not upon this earth so when I, I still in my church there are some people who cannot stand next to me when I go before the Lord there will be some people who will not end up in heaven and there will be some people who will not stand in the same glory next to me and thinking about their their um, these these crowns are being taken away by the enemies is such a fearful thing. And these are the people who had the relationship with me on this earth, but but when 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 we go up in heaven, when they end up not standing together with me, Jesus will ask for me of a responsibility. Then. Then, then how should I answer the Lord? So this should be clear. 
So we need to do something about it. <laughs> I have to make a decision. How would I how would I kick that person out of out of this church? This is because I'm being I'm I'm a paid laborer. But I should be responsible until the end. Jesus, he was responsible until the end. And I can say boldly. <laughs> I can say boldly like that. Then go to go to Jesus. I cannot be responsible for you until the eternity. <laughs> but, but anyways. I'm not a good pastor. Mr. Bernie, do I look like a paid laborer? Thank you. <laughs> I'm a true, a true um, shepherd. <laughs> you guys are not acknowledging. <laughs> but anyways, let's continue in um, chapter three. First one, you foolish Galatians. Paul is rebuking them. In book of Galatians, Paul uses lots of cursing words. So this is word of Paul, not word of mine. So how could Paul, such a sophisticated person like Paul, curse like this? He's saying, you foolish people, you, you dummies. If, if I could make an excuse for him, on behalf of him, this is one of the methods that these Hellenists uh, used to use while they, they were like, um, like preaching in front of people or uh, speeching. One of the methods of the speech that they used to use, uh, speaking of a, a vulgar language or a bad languages. So I guess he was using this kind of method. So, you know, you should not like speak these curse words so easily. Only the people who are sophisticated enough to use this method of speech. Well, uh, as I look up here, you guys are making such a serious faces. But, you know, if you live by the Holy Spirit, you should not be like that. Even after you prayed so seriously, right after when Holy Spirit tells you to be joyful, then you should be able to smile. So now it's time for you to be joyful and to rejoice, right? Rejoice, right? Just a while ago, even if you were like crying, look at me, I cried so hard, but now I am rejoicing because the Lord is telling me to rejoice. And because I'm a, I'm a righteous being, of course, God allows me to cry, but the most of the time, I'm happy because I'm with Him. Now rejoice. So we should be able to rejoice. <laughs> you guys are making serious faces. We are such a happy people, right? In Deuteronomy 33, whether it's verse 33 or 34, but Israel, you are a happy nation. There is not, uh, there is not a greater nation than you. In Matthew chapter 5, Makarios, a blessed being. Makarios. Makarios are those. Blessed are those who are meek in their spirit. 
Those are the happy, happy ones. Those are the joyful ones. How, how happy it is to live by God, live with God. If you don't know this, it's a serious issue. It is so happy to live with Him. It is so good to live with Him. There is no one like Him. Oh, we, we have a song like that. There is no one like you. No one else could touch like heart, touch my heart like you do. Um, and the next lyric, I don't know. So you don't have to uh, search for all your life. He is right before you, right? Amen. So this is why my sermon is not not progressing at all. But anyways, uh, you foolish Galatians. Paul, Paul's tone is on his rebuking, rebuking mode. In verse 21 of chapter 2, because this Galatian has set aside the grace, Paul is rebuking them. And even God gave them the true gospel, they are choosing this exclusionism, these heretics. Even though they were fed the truth by Paul, they are beginning to accepting this false truth and they are losing the glory of the church. And these Galatians church are being powerless and powerless. So Paul is, it is inevitable for Paul to be mad. So why is he calling them foolish? Just like verse 21 of chapter 2, they have set aside the grace and they have rejected the cross. And he's saying, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. So one of the reasons why Paul is calling them foolish is because even though they should be able to see the cross, they are not being able to see the cross. So here, cross is being portrayed. It does not mean that Paul has has a certainty that he is being seen to them. No, rather, he's saying on the in the context of this spiritual um, spiritual characteristic of the cross, because God is eternal present. He makes a uh, past as a present. He draws the future into the present. So the event of cross happened 2,000 years ago. So to Galatians, maybe it's an event about 60 years ago. So we did not see the event of cross in, in that place, but because of the glory of his kingdom, it is becoming like a present to us. Either God is dragging my spirit to the event 2,000 years ago, or either that event will enter into my space. So originally, our spirit should not be bound to time and space. That's why you can be saved. You can receive salvation. When you are being saved, the cross is being present to you. The event that happened to you, uh, that happened 2,000 years ago, came to you. Because you have witnesses that cross in that amazing event you have been saved. Amen? So Paul is talking about this. 
it's not like Paul is saying, oh, have faith in that, even though you don't see, have faith, no. And now, even now, we are standing before the cross. We are not standing before the cross because of the matter of our sin, because we have to solve the sin. We talked about Hebrews 10, 17, or 18. We don't stand before the cross anymore because of the sin. Because we know the event of the cross is event of love. That's why we stand before his cross every day. So continuously, this cross is drawing near to us, drawing before us, because it's the foundation of grace. But those of you who have not solved the issue of sin, you must stand before the cross uh, for once. But event of cross is not a simple thing. It's not a simple event of a young adult, of a young Israelite uh, dying lonely on, on a tree. That was an event of a light uh, being provided to the mankind which was covered by the darkness until then. It was an event of a life being flowed to all the mankind. And even more, through, through that event, the kingdom of God that was limited only uh, by the Israelites was, became unlimited to the whole mankind. So it was time for his people to, to be raised. According to Isaiah's prophecy, through that cross, remnants are uh, beginning to rise up. So it's a, such a tremendous event. That's why, that's why God's interest was so focused on that event. And that's why He's always influencing us when we are facing that event. That's why all the angels in the heavens were focused on that event. enemies, all the devils which were scattered around the world, they were so um, concentrating on, on that event. That's why they struggled so hard to interfere Jesus. Uh, in, they, they tried so hard to uh, interfere him from um, fulfilling that event because Jesus had the same condition that we had. That, that these devils lured him so hard, tempted him so hard to, to make him use that power of divinity. They, they scolded him, they ashamed him, because they don't want him, him to, to carry the cross, because they knew, the enemies knew that the moment Jesus um, carried the cross, the moment that he was crucified, they knew that their, their eternal defeat will be decided. Even on, in, in the moment that Jesus was crucified, they were ta talking to, to Jesus saying, Hey, come down from the cross. You are a son of God, right? So that's why all these enemies were so, so tensed. So they were so worried, oh, if he carries the cross, if he fulfills that event, then we are all done, we are all over.
even God, he was so focused on the event. He, he was so painful that his son is being crucified, but because, but because he needed to go through the process in order to carry all the sins of the mankind, in order to fulfill all his promises, in order to confirm all his salvation. So how tense is that event is? the creation, all the universe is all focused in that one event. All the past, present and future, it was all focused in that one event. The people who existed before the cross will be saved by the cross. The ones who are witnessing the cross in that place is being saved by the cross. The one who will come after, the ones who will come after the cross will be saved by the cross. So all the glory is condensed in that in that one event. That's why all the heavens are covered. All the earth is being shaken. All the dead are being raised. That's the event of your salvation. That's what is being happened. Uh, that's where you went when you were being saved. So, wouldn't you be revolutionized by the event of salvation or not? This tremendous event of holiness entering into you. So that's why I keep saying that you should meet the Lord on the way to Damascus. The biggest route that you have that should uh, uh, sustain you, that should hold you, should be the event of salvation. And even now, I cannot forget the 33 uh, year, uh, the, 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 the event of salvation that I received 33 years ago. Because I cannot forget that event, I'm keep, I'm keep um, reminding me of that event of cross. So Paul is not simply mentioning about one simple event. Uh, how tremendous is this? And this tremendous event is given to us. So day of your salvation was not a simple day. It was a day that whole heavens and earth was shaking. That's the event of salvation. So, so what? in what kind of image did that person go before the cross? That does not matter. It does not matter whether he was a robber, whether he was a burglar, Conversely, whether he was a smart man, it does not matter. All the images should be broken before the before the cross. So what is the cross? It's all about destruction. When you go before the cross, you should be able to be destroyed completely. You cannot meet the cross having your formal image being still, being staying still. It should be all destroyed completely. That should be the event of cross. So all the church members in early churches, when they hear about salvation, it was, it was all the event of Damascus. They could not deny that event. They could not deny Jesus Christ. Because they witnessed this amazing event of cross, how can they deny? How can they deny Jesus Christ? Though so that's why the, the word witnessed and the word martyr has the same root of the words. 
They could not deny the fact that they have witnessed the cross. Oh, I saw it. I saw, I saw that man was a son of God. I cannot say boldly until that I can put my life into that. That cross, that event of cross gave me the life. Through that event, I saw kingdom of God. Through that event, I saw all the glory coming into me. I saw all the grace of God coming into me in order to uh, revive me. But these Galatians, how could they set aside all this grace and receiving this false truth? That's why Paul was so mad. Amen? Once again, once again, we need to go before the cross. Once again, we need to fall down before the Lord. We need to believe in that glory that He gave to me. Those of you who met the Lord, who have received the salvation like me, you should restore this all once again. This awe, this awe and emotions that you have received on that day. So no one can fool you. No one can bewitch you. This world cannot uh, defile you. The event of cross is not a simple thing. The tremendous life and glory He gave through the cross cannot be influenced by anything on this earth, on this world. This is a practical thing. Never, even if it has been influenced, it should be turned, uh, turned back to its original state right away. You cannot allow these pollutions to stay next to your cross for a long time. Amen? So we can talk about this in a little different story. We can apply to this to the remnants. That the remnants has been called, has been chosen. Matthew chapter 18 and 22, uh, Matthew 18, 22 is saying the same thing. The moment he called you, he has chose you. Because he, he called you, he allowed you to face the event of cross. So those people who have been called should live the life of these uh, the ones who are chosen. So in order to live the life of the chosen, you need to live in the new self. In the words of the uh, Galatians, um, you, you still have the calling, you can fail the life of the chosen. Because you are keep living the life of the world. But we, we need to be called and we need to be chosen. These two must be fulfilled in our life. But this is not a difficult thing. To those people who have met the cross. So only one reason. One reason, because you are not being diligent and being lazy. That's why you are not choosing the glory of God. And if you do not choose the glory of God, you uh, inevitably choose the world. Because of the laziness of the spirit, you are being polluted. And beside of that, you can never be polluted. You can never be defiled. The grace of God is not a simple thing. Grace, grace of God is not a weak thing or a small thing that can easily be polluted by the world that much. Amen. Let's move to verse 2. 
I would like to um, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by the words of the law or by believing what you heard? So, so through the event of cross, grace came, and the most important thing out of the grace is that Holy Spirit came within us. So when Holy Spirit come indwelling in me, it's not because of the work that we have done. It's not by the work of the law. It's not by our effort that we have received the Holy Spirit. It's not because of the payment that we have paid by the money that we have received the Holy Spirit. This is not a matter of thing that we can buy out of your money. This is not a matter of thing that we can do, fulfill out of your work. Let's say, let's say, if you pray hard, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Is it a right thing or no? It sounds right, but it's a wrong thing. It's not by the hard prayer that we are being filled by the, by the Spirit. But we should say, because, I, because of the grace, I was able to pray hard that He has filled me. So, so in any language that you are speaking out of, you should not say that you have earned the grace by your efforts. Of course, you, you can make mistakes by your words, but, you know, avoid those mistakes. So do not speak, speak those out of the tone that you have earned the grace by your, your effort, right? Everything by the grace, by the grace, always by the grace. Do not say, because I pray hard, I am filled by the Spirit. No, do not say, I prayed this and God gave me. No, because of His mercy, He gave me. By the grace, He gave me. By the grace, He made me to pray. You should always have the standard of grace. But if you if you try to put the evidence out of your works, out of your deeds, then you cannot receive the, the grace. For example, let's say there was a there's a brother who wants to buy me a Mercedes. What should I say? Well, because I'm pastoring well, that's why I'm receiving this gift. No, wrong, wrong. You're wrong. What should I say? Oh, this is all grace of God. This is all grace of God. Oh, what? Is it a sign that someone will buy me a Mercedes? No, never mind. <laughs> Do not feel pressured. For me, uh, morning, morning is the best car for me. It's easy to park. It doesn't. It does not consume lots of gas. I only go to the gym and church. I go back and forth from gym and church. That's all. That's all I go to. So you know, if I have a nice car, then it's such a burden to me. But you know, I wouldn't reject if you buy me that. <laughs> so you know, it's up to me. It's up to me whether I would ride a car or not. And my my church members, they gave me a good amount of money to buy a new car, but but I gave it gave it all to the Lord, and I I confessed to the Lord, Lord, I want to offer a big amount of money to you. And God gave me this inspiration to offer him a good amount of money. 
and and <laughs> I'm saying this because there might be some of you who would think, who would worry about me. Oh, how can a Yolbang Church uh, pastor would would ride a small car like that? Well, I will consider to ride a good car if my Chinese brother would buy me a good car. <laughs> would you buy me a new car? <laughs> well, I'm I'm thank you. <clears throat> Let's continue. So, so surely everything that is given by God is not because of our action, not because of my effort. So now you should be able to send something from your spirit when you read Galatians. So in your life, your life will be determined, determined by your own strength. You should be able to sense this in your spirit deeply. If it does not touch your spirit, then it's a big problem. So my life will be determined um, whether I will live by my strength or not. So in 66 books of Bible, there is a stream. There are streams or the flows. So in your body, in your flesh, The, the biggest, the biggest, biggest uh, structure that holds your body is your bones, right? So your bones must be healthy in order to sustain your your body. And second thing, second thing is the muscles that surround the bones, that that holds holds up the bones. And also within the muscles, there are tendons. There are tendons that are uh, sustaining your your muscles too. You need to have strong tendons too. You understand, right? So your spirituality is the same. In 66 books of the Bible, there are these structures and streams. There are many things, but but from Genesis to Revelations, one of the most important streams is is to live by kingdom of God. This is one of the most important streams. God's rule. This is one of the most fundamental uh, stream. So how should you live when you say you want to live by the kingdom of God? It means that you don't live by your own kingdom. This is the most important core. Not to live by your, your strength. This is one of the greatest core that Galatians is saying. This should touch your spirit. Oh, I should not live by my thought. I should not live by my experience. I should not live by my method. That's how I should live by kingdom of God. That's how God should reign me. You should be able to uh, feel this deeply in your heart. That's where um, the secret of living by kingdom of God begins. Whether you are pastoring, whether you are doing a business, whether you are educating. If you live by your strength, it will lead you to destruction. Only, only the kingdom of God will lead you to, to survive until the end. So, 
So everything the children of God is having the relationship must be eternal because they are living by kingdom of God. Let's say I'm making money out of business. In the world, people just use all, spend all the all the money because they they need to spend all their money on this earth. But but children of God, because they think that this money will be beneficial to kingdom of God. So, so even though the money itself is not eternal, but when it's being used by God, it will be eternal. So to live by kingdom of God, you should realize that, oh, my life is being determined uh, when I try to live by kingdom of God. So work of the law is contrasting this continually. In verse 2, Paul is talking about by believing what you heard. This is, he is trying to, talking about the grace. But, but the importance of our faith is to believe before we hear. But here, when you hear God's word, God's grace is being activated in you. So I, I, I always say this, if you receive God's word by faith, 99% of your life will be not problematic. If you receive the creator in you by faith, he will create your life according to his scale. John 1.1, 1, 1, he said that the word of God is God himself. So when you receive God's word, it means that you are receiving God himself. And his word, his word is the principle of his creation. It's the authority to rule all the king of kings. So when you receive his word by faith, nothing will be problem to you. Why, can, why are you failing your spirituality? Why can you not live by God? Because you are not being able to listen to the word of God. So if you listen to the word right away, if you uh, and, and if you accept the word by faith right away, then then it's all over. Uh, listen and believe right away. Matthew 17 says the same thing. What's a good soil? Good soil is a soil that accepts God's word completely. Keep eating the word of God. Then you will be a good soil. Then you will be able to bear good, good plants, good fruit. Not by your effort or your work. Even without working, it will bear amazing amount of fruits. So one of the most important thing in your faith is to uh, listen and to believe right away. It applies to everyone. So to the pastors, it's a little difficult because pastors tends to listen to the word of God in order to apply that to your own sermon. But first, you need to listen to the word of God by faith and then you repent. And when you try to live by that word, but if you set aside this process and if you only try to use some of those to apply to your sermon, then that's where this, uh, this um, hardening comes from. This moment is the same. You need to listen and believe right away.
This is the core of kingdom of God. Listening and to believing right away. Israel, Shema Israel, Israel, because you are Israelites, you need to listen to his word. Shema as a concept of listening and reacting. <clears throat> so if you hear it right, you will act right. So faith, faith comes out of your hearing. So faith will grow as you listen to God's word more and more. More accurately speaking out of a spiritual um, concept. If you listen to God's word by faith, it will be embodied in you. That's how powerful God's word is. To make a spirit like God. It will um, divinize your spirit. So when you listen to God's word, you will be able to speak the language of God's kingdom. Why? Because you are becoming like God. You will not speak the language out of the world, out of this earth. So that's why we should listen to the voice of God, listen to and speak the word of God in order to open the gates of heaven, open the heavens. Amen. Let's continue. Verse 3. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? So he's praying once again, you are foolish. You began by the Spirit, but you are trying to conclude by the flesh. Why is Paul speaking like this? He's emphasizing that if you have begun by the Spirit, you cannot finish by the flesh. So from the moment that you have been saved, in order to sustain that all, God allowed the Holy Spirit to indwell in you. Not only to sustain that, He wants that amazement, the all to grow in you. And He gave you the Holy Spirit, He gave you the Word, He gave you the precious blood. And these three characteristics, when they are keeping activated in you, just like 1 John 15 says, this water, spirit, and the blood is one thing. And when these three things are keep going in one direction, in other words, when Holy Spirit moves, the Word will move together. When the Word is moving, the blood will, moving, will move together. When you repent, it means that Holy Spirit will inspire you to repent. It means that the Word will confirm the promise and the blood will cleanse you. So these three things will move all together at the same time because, because they are one. Amen. And if you if you continue to allow those three things to move in you without hindering them, there's no reason for for us to practice our flesh. There's no reason for us to live by our old self. It is impossible for us to live by sarks. But what is living by flesh? It means that you are hindering those three things from working in you. You are closing that, that fundamental um, principles to work in you. Only thing that you need to do is to look toward the Lord. But because you are looking to the world, because you are living by the earth. So that's why we need to look toward Him. That's why we should fix our eyes to, to our Lord. Look toward the Lord who is the Lord of the faith. 
That's why these impossible things are being happening. It is so clear, so easy, so normal for us to live by the flesh, uh, live by Holy Spirit, but because we are not looking toward Him, that's why we are experiencing this miraculous event that we are living by the flesh. So it is even a weird thing to not living by the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The fullness of the Holy Spirit is not a special thing that we are experiencing only during these, these conferences. But always, always, when you look toward the Lord, we should experience this fullness of the Holy Spirit every day. In the Bible, in the Bible, the only expression that Bible uses is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Never says that it is possible to not maintain the whole the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So the the normal ordinary image of the saints must be the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So after the event of the salvation, it should be activated in you. It should grow in you. So why are you trying to receive something out of your world, out of the world? So this is not a special thing. Because the standards of Babylon is keep penetrating into your spirit. You are keep rejecting and saying, how is that possible? How is it possible to maintain the fullness of the Holy Spirit every moment? So you, you say that, oh, because that person attends the church well, that person comes to prayer every day, oh, it seems like he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, it seems like he's devoting himself very well. Uh, I guess he's filled with the Holy Spirit. So you are making these weird categories in the church. No. Only category that should exist in the church is the fullness of the Holy Spirit. All the saints, all the members of the churches should have the fullness of the Spirit. Being prepared to put his life, to throw everything away uh, on behalf of the kingdom of God. Being prepared to get rid of, uh, to cast out all the demons. Being prepared to heal anyone. It's all by the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It all comes out from the fullness of the Holy Spirit. When you are being filled with the Holy Spirit, your thoughts are being given by God. The words you say are being given by God. So when you are being filled by God, you have nothing to worry about. You cannot be powerless. It is impossible for you to be weak. So I'm not saying that you cannot be sick, you cannot be painful. I'm still sick, but this is not my problem. This is not my issue. Let's move on. Breakthrough, breakthrough, strong breakthrough. Verse 4. Have you experienced so much in vain? If it really was in vain? So Galatians church, they receive God's truth, right? And just like all the other early churches, uh, the tribulation began because they have accepted the truth. So when you receive, when you try to live by the truth, the suffering and tribulations come. So it is impossible that you have received the truth and your life became so comfortable. 
So Paul is asking, so is, is accepting and receiving the truth uh, meaningless? So when this comfortable, this discomfort of the flesh is entering into you, this uh, feeling of sense, security, sense of security entering into you, saying that, oh, let's ride a good car, let's live in a good house. If your spirit is continuing to having this desire, it's a clear evidence that you are not living by the Holy Spirit. If you live by the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for you to have that sense of security. Just like Habakkuk says, this desiring is the motivation that moves you. This desire of possession, desire of security, desire of fame and accomplishment, desire of rule and control and pleasure, desire of idolatry. So you, you parents, why are you um, making money? Why do you go to work? Because you want to, you need to afford, afford your family. You need to take care of your family. That's all the reaction of your flesh. So you need to put those burdens on your shoulder. But when the more this desire is coming to you, the more the more burden you will put on your shoulder. But Romans says we are not the ones who are dedicated to our flesh, right? Now we should live only for the glory, only by the glory. So your spiritual status always should be light. You should always be able to fly and soar high. You pastors, it's all the same. Do not carry the burden of your pastor ministry on your shoulder. If God doesn't give you, then don't do. You should always feel light. You should always feel light and be prepared to go into the Holy of Holies always. When you kneel down and fall down before the Lord, it's a time that you are taking off your effort, effort and your, 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 your hat or your head garment or whatever. Only thing that you go, only thing that you wear when you go into the Holy of Holies is this white linen. You lay down all your burden, all your clothes. That's what these high priests do. So spiritually, our spirit is always in the Holy of Holies. So we need to get rid of all these burdens and clothings. Only thing that we should wear is this white, white linen. And when we when we bow down before Him, He will cover us with His glory. So no burden can can be put on our shoulders. Only burden, God is the only one who should carry the burdens. He is carrying all the burdens for us. So you should feel light. You should feel light. You should be able to fly. Why are you feeling so heavy? But you know, do not show your belly too much. Hallelujah. So, so your spirit must be light. When spirit is moving, you should be able to follow him right away. When Holy Spirit is moving, he is so much quicker than the enemies. I mean, you don't know how fast these enemies are. And many years ago, many years ago, 
Many years ago, um, I proclaim to this one brother uh, or one sister that you will give birth to a child. And, and her mother-in-law was a shaman. She was filled with devils. And the moment I said that you, you will give birth, and right, right in front of me, she received a phone call from, from her mother-in-law. And this mother-in-law said, she said, oh, you will give a birth. You will be pregnant. Does it mean that that these enemies transcend from time, time and space? No, these enemies cannot transcend than the space. But how? But how can these enemies know that? Because the enemy that exists here is connected to the enemy that exists over there. But when you live by the spirit, spirit tra transcends over time and space. God is omnipresent. So Holy Spirit is not as fast as 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 the enemies, but he, but rather Holy Spirit uh, draws a space to His realm. So He's so much quicker than the enemies. He is incomparable. So when we are being ruled by the Holy Spirit, we will never be hindered by the enemies. So if you are not being filled by the Holy Spirit, what a great loss you are experiencing. So these enemies are sending news between one another so quickly that they are so fast. But anyways, let's continue. Verse 5. So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? And Paul said before that the grace that you have is not because of your work. So just like that, he's saying Holy Spirit was not given and the miracles are not being shown because of your, your work. So Holy Spirit, he wants to work within us. He worked through, through the prophecy. So he will begin to work by the prophecy. Then, then we will receive the anointing from God first. We will receive the anointing of the prophecy. And through the work of the Holy Spirit, the prophecy will come out of me. From the beginning until the end, it's all by the grace. Did I make the anointing? Or did I make the prophecy out of my own work? No, everything is by the grace. This is something that God should do. So coming of the Holy Spirit or the manifestation and the work of the Holy Spirit is not, they are all not by our, my work. The only thing that I do is to becoming a channel of His work. So what's the easiest thing on this earth is to, to do the ministry. Why? Because Holy Spirit is the one who is doing all the work. And also, you should not be, uh, you don't have to be responsible for your ministry. I always compare the ministry to the sermon. Uh, 
after the sermon, I have to live my life according to that word. But after the ministry, I don't have to take care of the responsibility of that ministry. After I minister, it's all over. The result is upon God's hand. So the easiest thing on this earth is to minister. Amen. Because it's all grace. If you live by grace, one evidence that will appear in your life is that you will say, Oh, it is easy. It is easy. That's so easy. You will be able to confess like that. Was my English good? It's very easy. <laughs> I love I love Dick and Bernie. <laughs> so look, it's so easy. It is so clear. Uh, the reason why you feel so difficult is because you are trying to to fulfill that by your own strength so look so I'm not saying uh, ministering and working by God is is tough or or exhausting of course I feel tired but when God works through me I feel excited I feel easy I feel happy it's not complicated does my sermon seems complicated it's easy right it's exciting it's because of the grace. Amen. From verse 6. So from verse 6 begins another flow. Until verse 5, Paul was keep talking about the righteousness and the law. So Paul is saying, you have to live by the righteousness, but it is not by the law, but it is by the grace. So from verse 6, what does Paul talk about? He's giving out the samples of the righteousness. He's talking about Abraham by giving the example of Abraham. So he's trying to prove whether whether living by righteousness is not by the law or whether it's by the faith. Hallelujah. I'm 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 in debate whether I should continue to do it or not. Uh, let's let's listen to the word a little bit more and then we'll pray. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I cannot guarantee that I will be able to finish chapter three, but but let's let's continue. Uh, we we also need to pray and we also need to listen to the word. And I sense these things are moving in you after listening to the word. I sense the power within you of your own selfishness is uh, moving. And I want you to get rid of that by praying. Should we pray? Should we? I guess we should. <laughs> Your faces are turning more serious. It's not a bad thing, but because you keep seeing these uh, evil desires in you, these, these wickedness in you. And you are sensing that, oh, I, I've been rejecting the Holy Spirit for such a long time. And I guess you are seeing this now. You are sensing this, that your faces are turning so serious. So let's pray. Let's pray. Well, you know, because we cannot finish Galatians anyways. Chinese brothers and sisters, I guess you guys have to come out once again uh, during the Chuza conference because you have to finish listening to the Galatians. Don't you want? 
enter China, why don't you uh, just stay, stay here, not returning to China? <laughs> How? <laughs> I'll give you a room to stay. But, but your visa doesn't allow you to do that. <laughs> but anyway, let's pray. Uh, just focus on your inner self. Uh, try to focus on this word activating in you. And try to see how much you have not lived by the kingdom of God. And as you pray, you need to be able to see this. You need to um, loosen all these bindings. Uh, the word promise will come later, will appear later. You need to only rely on God's promise. But trusting and relying on anything else but God's promise only strengthen your, your own effort, your own strength. So people in this generation are inevitable to, to strengthen their own strong, strength. Within, within the day, how many informations do they receive through cell phone and through computer? Such a tremendous amount of information of Babylon is keeping poured to you through cell phone. So, 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 when this flow of grace of kingdom of God, when they come into you, it is not easy for you to fight against this flow of the world. And through the cell phone, through cell phone, these influences of Babylon is keeping poured like a waterfall. So, so it is so easy for you to live by your self-centeredness, your strength. So, oh, what should we eat? Let's just look at these Uber Eats or... or so, oh, I want to see, oh, let's see which website is on sale, which, which kind of um, clothing is on sale. Oh, let's look at the news, what's happening on the earth. Let's see the weather cast, weather forecast. Within one day, you are keep accepting these information of Babylon through the desire of your sight. So you don't have enough time to look at God's word. You need to be soaked in God's word, but it is so rare for you to have time to be soaked in the influence of Holy Spirit, the word of God. So it is so, so clear that you cannot live by kingdom of God. After the moment that you have received the salvation, if the Word, Blood, and Holy Spirit has been activated continuously in you, then, then this tremendous glory, tremendous amount of glory must be filling you so much and it should be manifested through you. This tremendous amount of love must be activated within you. And this should be, this is actually a normal thing. And I keep using this term normal and ordinary. But these day churches, they consider this as a special thing. They consider it as a unique thing that will only happen once in a hundred years or something like that. But this is such a great strategy of the enemy. That's why it is so rare to find a person who lives like that in the church. 
And that's why the churches keep listening to these deceiving voice of the enemies. And when somebody is trying to pray hard and people will, will just condemn him and accuse him as a heretic or a lunatic. No, we need to be able to know that this is a normal thing. We're living in a world that people are considering an abnormal thing as a normal thing. And we need to acknowledge, we need to admit that the fullness of the Holy Spirit is a normal thing. And when you activate this nuclear reactor of gospel in you, you need to be able to uh, realize that opening gates of heaven is such a normal thing. When you cast out the demons, they should flee out. Whatever situation comes, you need to be able to break through. This is a normal thing. This is a normal thing. Normal. not being able to pray a single word of the prayer this is an abnormal thing this is a miracle the true miracle is to attend the church still being unable to pray a single word of a prayer still being powerless still being weakened still being oppressed but still going to the church that's a miracle do not be deceived do not be fooled as far as I understand the Bible as far as as far as I understand God that is impossible. That is not normal. That is not normal. Um, so throw away all these weird, um, weird. What do you call it? Uh, the weird monsters in your in your religious life. Return, restore, recover your original normal life of God's kingdom. You need to understand how tremendous the kingdom of God is. Just like three dimension is ruling the two dimensional world, just like that kingdom of God is ruling all the universe, all creation. Lord, at this time, Lord, let us get rid of all our strength and let us live only by the kingdom of God. Let us restore all the glory of the children of God. Lord, let us go before you toward your glory. 